Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to talk to you about the power of the Holy Ghost. And I, I believe this message is going to empower you to, to get filled with the Holy Ghost if you haven't for the first time and uh, to begin exercising the, 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 the power that resides in your spirit, dwells in your spirit as a believer because of the Holy Ghost and what you have access to tap into. So, you know, many people, many churches, unfortunately, the religious institutions of today, which are the the seeker-sensitive churches, have put the Holy Ghost into a back room somewhere. Maybe it used to be in a back room. Maybe now it's not even in a back room anymore. But because there is no room for the Holy Ghost in the church, you find that people start changing their doctrine, start changing the way that they preach. Because if you preach a message and then there's no expectation for God to do the thing today, which would be the Holy Ghost moving in a church service. And if you don't want that, then all your doctrine changes. All your doctrine puts everything that God's going to do for you in a question mark. Will God do it for you? I don't know. Well, you know, well, he's going to pull you through the other side. There's this whole, there's this whole thing of like, um, you know, accepting who you are and God just loves you just the way you are. And that is true. He does love you just the way you are, but he also does not want to leave you the way that you are. And so when the Holy Ghost has been put into a back room or totally moved out of a church setting, um, it changes the way the preaching is and it changes the doctrine and it's, it's it becomes unbiblical the way that things are preached in the way that services are handled, the way that Jesus ministered. If we're going to just look, if we're, if we're not comparing to any famous minister, any awesome men and women of God on the earth today, if we're just going to look at Jesus' ministry, Jesus went places and he healed them all. Jesus went to a, a, a place where there was a man that was held in chains because of his, because of the, the demonic things that he was doing and, and he couldn't even keep his clothes on. But when Jesus arrived on the scene, the demons came out. They went into the, they asked, can we go into the pigs? And he said, sure. So then the pigs ran over the hill and, and, and they all died. And so, you know, and then the man was in his right mind and he went out preaching and telling everybody what Jesus did for him. So the power of the Holy Ghost is present to set people free from their problems right then and there in the moment. And Jesus, when he left, he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to send someone greater and, and he's going he's gonna to come. He's going to live on the inside of you. It's, it's good that I go because the Holy Ghost is going to come. He's going to live on the inside of you. And then you're going to be able to do you know, awesome things. So when we first hear about the Holy Ghost, it's in the book of Acts in chapter two, and it says in the in, it says in chapter two, verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So there we hear about the believers that were waiting for this day of Pentecost that was coming, and then the Holy Ghost showed up, filled these people. Then Peter gets up, and we read about it in verse 14. Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel." 
verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out in these days, my spirit and they shall prophesy. So the Holy Ghost comes, (laughs) comes upon God's people so that they can, that they can preach, that they can minister the word, that they can heal the sick, that they can get a fire on the inside of them and then go and be bold. The end of this, uh, the end of this passage, it talks about how 3000 people were added to the church that day. So the Holy Ghost came to empower the believers. You know, uh, th- there's this awesome picture. My pastor, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown gives this uh, illustration a lot, but he talks about a, a, a rocket being on the, uh, on the launch pad and how the fire comes. The fire gets underneath that rocket and it causes it to move and it causes it to go and it can break that barrier between, uh, you know, it can break that the, the gravitational pull. That's what fire under a rocket does. So the fire of God, the Holy Ghost comes <clears throat> and it breaks the power of sin off of your life and it puts a fire in you. It burns up all the, all the junk. It burns up all the, the stuff that you used to deal with burns up whatever kind of thing that the devil would have tried to plague you with. And then it puts a fire in you to, to see this world saved. It puts a fire on you to win souls. It puts a fire on you to do the very thing that you were born to do. So I want to talk to you because, you know, many people, they don't know what, what, what the power of the Holy Ghost is and they get stuck in this thing that it's the speaking in tongues and it is speaking in tongues and you do need to do that. And I'm going to continue to talk about that too, because when you pray in tongues, you pray the perfect will of God for your life. And so it's an integral part of being a believer is praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, but the Holy Ghost comes and it, He comes to empower you, to change you, and to put it to produce something in your life. And so, you know, I believe many people, <clears throat> you know, though they've though there's been this, you know, this church culture that puts the Holy Ghost in the back rooms and puts the Holy Ghost, you know, somewhere where nobody can see Him, and then eventually He's not even in existence in the church because, you know, we we don't want that here for whatever reason. You know, we're coming into a day and age where <laughs> the power of God, even people who are not Christians, maybe they're kind of Baptisty. I, I listen to a lot of um, like conservative news like personalities, and there's people, and I've never heard so many people say the word that's demonic when they're talking about things that they see. And so if they're going to recognize there's demonic power at work in the world, then you also have to recognize that Jesus can break all demonic power. And then if you're going to go to say, okay, well, if Jesus can break demonic power, but Jesus isn't alive on this earth today, but Jesus gave his power to the believers so that we could go and break the power of the devil. You know, you have the power, you have power as a believer over every devil. You have power over everything that's tried to plague you. You know, the devil does something. He tries to put, <clears throat> he, he wants to take what God created in God's image and mutilate it. And that's why you see what, what the devil does, where he turns somebody, he turns the natural function of a man and woman against its natural function. You can't produce life with homosexuality. You cannot produce, you can't produce anything. It goes against the natural function of, of your body. And, and so the devil mangles what God has made with, 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 he perverts everything that God has made, the devil perverts. And so you find when people are plagued, plagued with demonic things, they, they, they end up with homosexual spirits. They end up with a spirit that drives them to, to do something that they don't actually want to do. 
but it's but the devil for, forces and he he pushes people to do things and so that's that's the that's what the power of the holy ghost comes to break off of your life people who deal with anorexia people who deal with cutting themselves all demonic all demonic spirits and as a believer you have the power to break that off of your life there there's there's no devil that's more powerful than the name of Jesus there's not one so let me go. I'm going to go to <clears throat> Romans in chapter 8, talking about the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter chapter 8 in verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's talking about speaking in tongues. Verse 27 says, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the perfect will of God. And then verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So you know when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the perfect will of God. And the next verse, the next verse says, And and God will cause all all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So you, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you get a language and that's the evidence of speaking in tongues. We have the opportunity to do this all the time, especially with the healing school people come in day one, we talk about salvation. And usually by the end of the day, we also do a baptism in the Holy Ghost altar call. And we get people filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Many people who have you know, said, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I've never spoken in tongues. I've been, I, I, or I got saved today and I don't even, I don't even know what this is. And they, they begin to speak in this heavenly language comes out of their spirit. They don't know what they're saying. When I speak in tongues, I don't know what I'm saying, but I know that I'm praying the perfect will of God over my life. And so many times in my life, what's happened is I go to pray for something and I don't know how to pray for it. So I begin praying in the Holy Ghost. And as I pray in the Holy Ghost, things come up out of my spirit and then I pray them out in English. So when I need to pray for something, I don't just start praying. Like, I mean, there's times, but to get over into the realm of the supernatural, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray, I pray, I stir myself up and then something will come out of my spirit to pray over a a specific person or a specific situation or, or the, the answer will come to the problem that I'm praying about as I pray in the Holy Ghost. So praying in the Holy Ghost, just like just, just like what, what's happened in the religious churches, the seeker-friendly churches, praying in the Holy Ghost has become this taboo thing that people don't think that that, that unbelievers are going to be okay with this. So we don't want to scare anybody. We don't want to weird anybody out. You know, they're not going to understand. Well, you know what? The thing is, is that I have not met an unbeliever who is scared of praying in in tongues. I've not. I, I haven't. I, I actually haven't. The, the people who I've actually had inter, interactions with that have had a, a major issue with praying in tongues, it's been the, the religious people who've been told things that they've been taught the wrong doctrine out of the Bible concerning speaking in tongues. And so, you know, they'll take a they'll take one scripture here, one scripture there, and they'll make a whole doctrine out of why you should not speak in tongues. You know, there was a there was a Baptist school in the city I grew up in. And if they, if you went to that school, you actually, you, as a parent, you had to sign a piece of paper to say that your your child would not speak about speaking in tongues to anybody. And so, when that paper came across the table, 
you know, we no longer were going to be enrolled in that school anymore because you can't tell a believer who prays in the Holy Ghost, you can't tell them that they can't pray in the Holy Ghost or they can't talk about praying in the Holy Ghost because it's real. And it's, 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 it's part of our lifestyle. It's part of who we are. I'm not, you, you can't stay quiet about it. So, you know, we've had the, op- the opportunity to pray for people, see them get filled with the Holy Ghost. It's never scared anybody. <laughs> it's never made anybody nervous. It, it, people, people say, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. This is amazing what's happening. It feels so good what's happening to me right now. You know, there's a man that came to this past week of healing school and he he testified today at church. His name is Dennis and he's 73 years old and he said he found... He found our church by by watching online, and then he heard about the healing school, came to the healing school, and uh, on day one, he got recommitted to the Lord, and then he, or he got recommitted to the Lord before he came, but on day one, he came up in the altar call, he never spoke in tongues before, never been touched by the power of God, 73 years old, and got touched with the power of God. He said, I was laughing, I was crying, he said, I felt this euphoria come over me, I was, I, and then I started speaking in this gibberish. It's like nobody even told, you know, he, he didn't have to be told what to do, but the power of God, the Holy Ghost filled his spirit, and then he became, he overflowed. So I want to encourage you, if you're a believer and you haven't prayed in the Holy Ghost, go in your room, close your eyes, lift your hands and say, God, if this is real, I want this. God, fill me right now. Say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and then just begin to speak it out. It'll come right out of your spirit. It'll come right out of your spirit. You don't know what you're praying. You don't know what you're saying, but you're praying the perfect will of God. But you know what's awesome is the devil doesn't know what you're saying, (laughs) and you don't know what you're saying, so you're praying the perfect will of God over your life. And that's going to come to pass in your life. I believe, I strongly, firmly believe that the major things that, the major decisions that I needed to make in my life, um, God led me to pray over them in the Holy Ghost. And that's why I got married to the right person. And that's why I I live in the right city, which it happened first that I decided, you know, I I need to stay in this city. And then, and then praying again, I found, you know, who I was supposed to marry, had the peace of God to move forward with that. And then the right jobs and then the rights, you know, um, the the opportunities that have opened up because we've prayed in the Holy Ghost. And then all I know is this, is when you pray in the Holy Ghost, there's a boldness that comes on the inside of you. There's that you you stir yourself up. The, the 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 Bible says, "But ye beloved, stirring yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost." So you you stir you stir something up on the inside of you that that you know it doesn't. If you if you disregard praying in tongues, or you feel like it's unfruitful, or the devil's lied to you and told you, well, you know that's like for a church service, or you know that's for once a year at summer camp, or that's for you know um you know that's for like those really extreme. Christians. No, you should be praying in the Holy Ghost every single day. You you should be praying in the Holy Ghost every single day. That's not to condemn people that haven't, but it's a gift that's been given to you. So if you haven't been praying in the Holy Ghost every day, if it's been a while, you know, dust it off and get it out and begin praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a power that that God wants to use you in. You know, the gifts of the Spirit when you move forward, when you move towards operating in the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit begin to manifest in your life. And so when you begin praying in the Holy Ghost, that puts you over into the realm of the supernatural where you'll come to pray for somebody and you'll have a word of knowledge, which is the gift of the Spirit. You'll have a word that you know something because God knows all things. He gives you something that is specifically to pray over a person. Um, you know, it can happen when you're by yourself or it can happen when you're when you're standing there talking to a person that you're witnessing to. 
that you have a word about them. You don't have to have it to be an effective minister, but God will do that when you're yielded to him. But you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be a witness for Jesus without the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be um, you're not going to be effective in in ministering without the Holy Ghost. So, I want to encourage you today to begin stirring yourself up in the Holy Ghost. If you haven't been, today's the day. Begin. You know, for a lot of people, sometimes it's just starting the habit. So put a timer on your phone or, or put put a reminder, set an alarm on your phone for when you wake up in the morning. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost while you make your coffee. Pray in the Holy Ghost while you take a shower. Pray in the Holy Ghost while you're driving to work. You know, for me, one of my first jobs right out of Bible school, I had an hour drive each way every day. And so that's when I really began to cultivate that relationship with the Lord and praying in tongues. And so I had my I had my <clears throat> my prayer points and things I would pray over and in between that I would pray in the Holy Ghost for an hour in the morning and several times you know several times a week for the whole hour on the way back. So there's there is there is a power in praying in the Holy Ghost, there, there, there's something that that you don't get otherwise. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you get it. So I want to encourage you. And if you if you're one of those that you haven't you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet, but you know somebody who has, go to them and say, hey, can you pray for me? I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Go to your church if you have a good Holy Ghost filled church, and tell tell them I, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want that power on the inside of me. I want to speak in tongues. I want to pray the perfect will of God over my life. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. It's for everybody. So. Thank you so much for listening. If this blessed you, please share it on on all your social media platforms. We love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.